Hello. Uh, this is the first in a series of four, po- four podcasts being recorded by the financial services team here at Shoesmiths. We will be discussing the impact of the new consumer duty on the life cycle of a credit agreement. This first podcast uh, is an introduction to the consumer duty and we'll explain what it's all about. The second podcast will be about advertising, the third, customer journey, and the fourth, when it all goes wrong. I'm Louisa Hunter, a professional support lawyer, and I'm joined by Jeff May, an associate here at Shoesmiths. So let's get started. Jeff, what exactly is the consumer duty? So the consumer duty is uh, a proposal by the FCA Uh, which aims to set higher expectations for the standards of care that firms provide to retail customers. Uh, There are three main limbs to the proposals. There's the consumer principle, the cross-cutting rules, and the four outcomes. Uh, The consumer principle will be introduced as a new principle 12 uh, in the FCA principles for business. Um, The FCA did set out two possible options for the wording of the principle itself. Um, And in the second consultation paper, it has settled on the wording, a firm must act to deliver good outcomes for retail customers. Okay. So how exactly does this differ from what is already in place um, and the existing FCA principles, which address the treatment of customers? Uh, So firstly, the FCA has said that where the consumer principle applies, uh, it will in fact disapply principles six and seven. Uh, So they are the requirements to treat customers fairly and communicate with them in a way which is clear, fair and not misleading. Uh, The reason for this is that the consumer principle will apply higher standards of conduct than the existing principles six and seven. Um, And it will also apply to retail customers um, as opposed to consumers. Um, So I should probably note that I may use the term consumers throughout, um, but the consumer duty actually applies to the broader category of retail customers. um, So it can include SMEs um, and even larger organizations. Um, Principle six and seven will actually continue to apply to firms not dealing with retail customers, um, which is part of the reason why the new principle is being added as an additional one rather than replacing the existing ones. So why is it necessary? Well, that's a good question, uh, and it's one which has been the topic of much debate. Um, Some feel it isn't really necessary um, on the basis that any firms out there who are currently failing customers um, and who continue to do so um, will only carry on in that vein once the consumer duty is introduced. But with the introduction of the new consumer principle, uh, the FCA expects firms to consistently focus on consumer outcomes um, and putting customers in a position where they can act and make decisions in their own interests. Um, And they hope to achieve this by encouraging firms to put themselves in their customer shoes uh, and asking questions such as, would I be happy to be treated in the way my firm treats its customers? Um, Or would I recommend the firm's products to my friends and family? The FCA says that this represents a shift in its oversight of firms and and should be reflected throughout um, a firm's operations. So that will include things like governance, uh, product development and decision making, uh, ongoing monitoring of products and customer journeys. And that's throughout the entire life cycle. So not just pre-sale, 
um, but also post-sales. So uh, a, a particular emphasis being placed on existing customers getting the same positive treatment. Um, and record keeping is, an, is another one. Um, the FCA doesn't want to see firms exploiting behavioral biases in product design or communications. Um, and it's some of its findings in relation to that, which has led to the FCA proposing this consumer duty. What do you mean by behavioural biases? So that's essentially where a person's mind leads them to make a decision which is mistaken. Um, so to give you an example, um, where the decision a person makes differs based on how information is presented to them. Um, so for example, where the benefit of a product is displayed more prominently than the risks of that product, uh, which I think is quite a, a common practice um, in many ways. Um, but the FCA sees this as an example of what they call sludge practices, um, and it's looking to wipe these out as far as it possibly can. Oh, okay. So what is a sludge practice? Well, it's basically something which prevents a customer from making a decision which is right for them. Um, so to give you an example again, um, it might be an obstacle in a customer journey, uh, which leads to a customer changing their mind. Um, the obvious example of this um, would be a customer deciding to cancel a product and then being presented with a raft of questions as to why, um, and then being presented with options and perhaps even um, uh, reasons as to why they should stay on as a customer um, when these really should have been available to them before they chose to cancel. Um, and another example is, is making it practically difficult to cancel, by which I mean, say, requiring in this day and age, requiring customers to have to send a letter in when they could easily email or, or... So bringing this back to the wider proposal, how does the consumer principle relate to the cross-cutting rules? Yeah, so the cross-cutting rules, they're said to be rules which will help to clarify the consumer principle and how it will apply in practice. Um, so the FCA has actually amended the wording of the cross-cutting rules in the second consultation paper. Um, there are three of them, and they're now as follows. Um, a firm must act in good faith towards retail customers. A firm must avoid causing foreseeable harm to retail customers. And a firm must enable and support retail customers to pursue their financial objectives. Uh, so as you can tell from that, a lot of these are common themes we've already touched upon um, and they, they're rules which will apply across all of a firm's activities. So that's from high level strategic planning um, through to customer interactions. Um, but it's important that they're interpreted in the context of the nature of the products and services offered, um, as well as customer expectations, uh, customer characteristics um, and even the distribution chain. Um, putting these into practice across a firm's activities should certainly help to prevent the type of sludge practices that we were discussing a moment ago, um, whilst also achieving positive outcomes for consumers. And what about the four outcomes? Yeah, so the four outcomes, um, I think they're particularly important um, for firms to understand um, because the FCA has emphasised that it's those which represent the key elements um, of the firm-consumer relationship. Um, so getting these right and understanding them um, will enable customers to make better decisions to meet their needs, um, which of course is exactly what the consumer duty is, is um, for. Um, and therefore, compliance with the outcomes should also mean that the rest follows naturally. So compliance with the consumer principle and demonstrating that the firm has put itself in its customer shoes. I should probably tell you a little about the four outcomes um, and exactly what the FCA is hoping to achieve from them. 
Uh, so the first one is the consumer understanding outcome, which is all about communication with customers to ensure they can make effective, timely and properly informed decisions about financial products and services. Um, but that's not just applicable to new customers. Um, as I mentioned before, um, firms need to look at the way they communicate with existing customers um, to ensure that products and services are fit for purpose and still meeting the needs of those existing customers. Um, this will help to uh, bring out any unforeseen issues um, which might make products and services unsuitable. Uh, the second outcome is the product and services outcome, um, the intention of which is to ensure that products and services are specifically designed to meet the needs of consumers uh, and they're only sold to those whose needs they meet. Uh, this, is a, this is an interesting outcome because it requires firms to think more about their target market than perhaps some do at the moment, um, they'll have to really think about that and then design products to meet the needs of the consumers in that market. Um, so this will have an impact on, for example, a firm's marketing activities and ensure that they're not just sending products to market in a generic manner and rather that they are aiming them at the right market um, to avoid the product becoming appealing to those who wouldn't actually get the benefits from it and who could actually be adversely impacted by it. Um, so in particular, in, in terms of this outcome, firms should really think about vulnerable customer groups and their needs, um, both in relation to the design of products and how they're marketed. The third is the consumer support outcome. Um, so the intention being that customer service should meet the needs of consumers they can, uh, so that they can realize the benefits of products and services and act in their own interests without any undue hindrance. Um, and this goes back to there being unnecessary obstacles in the customer journey, which prevents them from acting in their best interests. Um, so that might be customers who require support, being able to access that in an efficient manner uh, and not being placed on hold for unreasonably long periods. I think that's quite a common bugbear of many consumers. Um, and it also brings us back to the ability of a customer to, to cancel or complain uh, and not making this logistically difficult. Um, so as to kind of encourage the customer to not bother. Um, and the final outcome is the price and value outcome, which is probably the most hotly discussed of the four outcomes. Um, the aim of this is to make sure that the price of products and services represents fair value for consumers. Uh, it's an interesting one because the FCA has assured firms it has no intention of becoming a pricing regulator. But I think there's a bit of anxiety that this is perhaps the first step towards that. Um, the FCA has suggested it might intervene if, if this outcome is not being met. Um, now, the FCA does want to see that firms have made an assessment and demonstrate why they consider that the relationship between price and benefits is reasonable. Um, and so firms will actually have to start monitoring that and whether throughout the customer's um, journey with them, uh, that the price is, is always representative of the benefits they're getting from a particular product or service. Okay, so can you see challenges arising from these outcomes? Yeah, undoubtedly. Um, I mean, customer journeys are changing uh, and increased digitalization needs to be factored in um, for one. So the FCA does consider these proposals to be fit for a rapidly changing world and the modern world. Um, but there's certainly ongoing debate about how it will tie into existing information requirements, for example. Um, so specifically in relation to regulated products, um, there's an awful lot of um, prescribed pre-contract information which has to be provided. Um, so the question really is, can those requirements work 
with the way in which customers access uh, access products these days. Um, so on mobile phones, for example, um, or do the requirements now need to be brought up to date to help firms achieve uh, the consumer duty outcomes? Challenge, um, which kind of links into that is that customers obviously prefer frictionless journeys these days. They want everything quickly uh, and, and efficiently. Um, and in particular with financial services, um, as I just mentioned, customers are provided with a lot of information, but the key is that they have the time and ability to really consider that information so they know exactly what they're signing up for. Um, and, and that may require a shift in approach on the customer's part, um, as well as the firm's, um, by not just wanting the products or service they can obtain the quickest. Um, and another challenge which springs to mind uh, is customer demographics. So there's a lot of talk about financial inclusion and education at the moment, especially in the context of young people who utilize more modern uh, financial services products, um, in including buy now, pay later, which of course is um, hugely popular and is about to become regulated. Um, but there are other demographics to think about as well. You, you take the elderly uh, as an example. Um, and I mentioned earlier that requiring customers to cancel by sending a letter may not be practical anymore. Um, but actually it will be for some customers. And so firms need to factor in um, their own customer demographics when looking at how they'll comply with the consumer principle and achieve the four outcomes. And that may in fact mean having a variety of options to account for those different customer approaches. Um, these are just a small number of the challenges I can see at this particular time, um, but I think more will crop up uh, as firms seek to change their practices to comply with the consumer duty. What sectors uh, will the consumer duty impact? As I mentioned earlier, it, it relates to all firms dealing with retail customers, um, which in itself represents a shift from the other customer care principles we've mentioned. Um, so it could have an impact on a raft of sectors from retail banking, consumer credit, uh, to wealth and asset management and payment services, as well as insurance distribution and mortgages. Um, so a bit of a shameless plug for you, but we don't really have the time to go into detail for, for on how this will impact each of those sectors, um, but, but it can be found on the Shoesmith's website at our dedicated consumer duty hub. Uh, finally then, uh, should firms be doing anything now? Oh, well, that's an easy one, uh, absolutely. Uh, this isn't going to go away, but there's still time to respond to the second consultation paper, uh, which Shoesmiths will certainly be doing. Uh, we responded to the first one uh, and we will respond to the second. Um, the deadline for doing so is the 15th of February. Uh, the FCA is then expected to publish its policy statement with any new rules by the 31st of July uh, this year, uh, with full implementation expected by the end of April 2023. Uh, but in terms of what firms can be doing now uh, practically, uh, of course, there's no substitute for reading and familiarising with the second consultation paper uh, and engaging in the process if they can. Um, but internally, they could start looking at their customer demographics, uh, whether they truly understand their customer base, uh, the suitability of products, including how they're priced as against the benefits that come with them. Um, the customer journey, again, for new and existing customers. Um, how often do they review whether products are still suitable for existing customers, for example? Um, so this goes right the way through from signing up all the way through to cancellation journeys. Um, and also the impact of innovation, tech, data. Uh, these are all crucial in, in today's world. Um, and it's really important that firms strike the balance between a frictionless customer journey and information overload, but whilst also ensuring that they comply with their regulatory requirements and ensure that the customer has, has really been able to understand uh, that information. Um, I think this is perhaps one of the biggest challenges and, and so useful to start 
thinking about this early. Um, and also whether the firm actually has the resources to achieve these outcomes. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it will it will impact um, operations from top to bottom. So firms should really start having a look at whether they have the necessary resources in place. Thanks, Jeff. That was brilliant. And thank you for listening. Uh, the next in our podcast series will cover the topic of advertising. If you'd like to know more about the consumer duty, please visit our hub at shoesmiths.co.uk forward slash expertise forward slash resources forward slash consumer duty hub. Thank you very much. 